Hey guys, just wanted to come on and tell you that I'm an idiot and I effed up. I deleted my microphone entirely from this recording for the first 30 minutes. Um, so unfortunately, you're going to have to hear me in the background coming through Miyagi's microphone. Sorry about that. It lasts about 30, 35 minutes, and then you can hear me loud and clear. Luckily, I talk too loud as it is, and you hear me through Miyagi's mic. Uh, good luck to those in championship week. Here we go. I'm really lucky that I'm not being recorded all the time. There's some weird shit that comes out of my mouth. How you doing, man? Man, it's championship week. <laughs> oh, man, it's championship week. What a time to be alive. Uh, I made the ship in my stacked dynasty league. I saw that you did two on yours. Oh, I, I, did, I did fairly well. I did uh, in, in the expert league. I made the championship, which is the most important league to me, so I'm super happy about that. I made the championship in one other league. Unfortunately, my big money league, I played myself. Didn't quite make it in that one, but it was an exciting match to follow. Nice, yeah. I ended up one for three in the semifinals myself. Um, the two I lost, I was the second highest scorer in both. Eesh. Which is kind of a bummer. I guess I needed to be on the other side of the bracket. But they were good games. They went down to the wire. Well, one of them. Would you rather be blown out like early and just know it's done or rather like have that stressful and then jubilation at the end knowing you clinched it? Man, we'll talk about it a little bit. <laughs> I was so stressed in one of my leagues uh, that it was like hurting me. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Being blown out at least rips the Band-Aid off. And, you know, it's done. But, but it also at the same time ruins the rest of the game. Yeah, me. yeah. So, <laughs> it's tough. They're both, both are. Uh, you and I are actually playing each other in the league this week. Yeah, yeah. It's our, our work league, <laughs> it's our league, and um, we're playing for the tour. <laughs> we sure in the hell are. It's its own special type of championship. Well, it's the opposite world in that league. That means I'm going to win by at least 20. <laughs> Dang it. Played myself. <laughs> a different type of week, man. Yeah. yeah. We're just kind of going to spend the day talking about how our week 16 went, uh, kind of talk about how some of the games that, like I said, I was struggling through and another one I was getting blown out from. Uh, we're going to talk about, so we'll talk about that, and then we're going to plan, like, what we plan to do in week 17, how we plan to win our championships. Yeah, there's no next week after this, so you, there's no real playing safe or anything like that. You, there's certain positions where you can start knowing you have a high floor, but for, for the most part, I'm going to be starting my, my big boom players. Yeah, that's, that's exactly uh, Our six-pack of the week is just going to be six fucking stories about how awesome our week was. <laughs> how great we are. 
I could have gone more than six. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe we'll turn it into something. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm saying, there's not a lot of structure to it. We're just going to get going, and what comes out, comes out. Um, but we are going to keep this part real. We are going to have our beer of the day. Uh, you got to start, you know, you got to start your go out great. We are drinking Six Rivers Brewing. We're drinking their macadamia nut porter. This is a 6% porter. Uh, Six Rivers Brewing is out of McKinleyville, California, which is way over on the coast where I grew up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to... I've had this beer several times, but I haven't tried it yet this morning. Um, I, I do know that it's, as far as porters go, um, I've, I've always really enjoyed having this beer on draft. It's, it's a little bit sweeter than your traditional porter. The, the macadamia nut really, really comes through incredibly strong in this beer, and that's exactly what you'd hope for from a beer called macadamia nut porter. Um, so I'm really happy to get this beer all the time, and uh, I'm going to dive in. You go ahead and your, share your thoughts. Yeah, six rivers there on their website, their tasting notes says it's got hell sweet profile, balanced by notes of macadamia plus a wicked smooth finish. And I tasted it, and it is sweet. And surprisingly, I, I bitched and moaned about all the IPAs being too sweet that we <laughs> Yeah, it's it's such an approachable beer as well. Um, people who aren't exactly sure what they like, they don't like hoppy beers or things like that. I found um, after they get past the initial shock of seeing this dark of a beer, because it is a porter, it comes out black, and when you hand it to them, they're expecting like really aggressive, bitter type of flavors. And when they get they get a little sample of it, and it's like got some super sweet macadamia nuts, some vanilla even flavors. Um, I've Probably ninety percent of the time, when I've when I've had people try this beer, their, their face lights up like, "Oh, damn! This is this is pleasant as hell." And I, I I'm right there with them. I love this beer. Yeah, I think a lot of times uh, stouts and porters, you know, people think of gimmicks, which to me just have a whole lot going on. Yeah. So you give them something like this to try, or when you try something like this, it definitely has a lot more to it. Yeah, yeah, dark roasted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of right there with you. So uh, for the style, uh, porters, they, they tend to be a little bit thinner in body that, than a stout. That's where the stout got its name. It's a little bit fuller and more aggressive. Um, so the, the body style fits right in. Um, normally you, get, you, you should get a little bit more bitter and astringent kind of smoky flavors. Uh, so stylistically, this one is much more sweeter than, than a porter tends to be. So stylistically, I'd probably put it at like six and a half, I guess, or six. We'll just say six, because I know decimal points really upset some of our listeners out there. And um, just one. <laughs> and um, 
but for the enjoyment, I, I really enjoy the hell out of this beer. So I'll, I'll go ahead and, and go seven for the enjoyment because I do like that sweet kind of approachable um, flavor to it. And it, it is an easy beer to drink. And uh, it's kind of perfect for this type of weather, too. It's nice and dark and cold outside. I just had a nice snowstorm at the house. So this is the type of beer I was drinking at home yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't. I didn't really realize how many different aspects of the game he impacted for me personally until I started really thinking about it yesterday. Um, I've always known like, oh, Madden the game, and oh, Madden, you know, the commentator and the coach, and I've always respected the hell out of everything that he was doing. But I didn't realize how innovative he was and how much he changed to get us where we are now. Yeah, and, and looking back now, it's it's just shocking. I mean, you, you know it had to start somewhere, but it, it's weird that it wasn't thought of earlier than that because, you know, I mean, now the, the way we watch football, like even going into halftime, they stop and talk to the coaches for a 30-second little blip. They get all the information they can. Like the NFL's made rules about transparency now where coaches have to be kind of open with the media and everything like that, and it all kind of started with, with that exact scenario, him wanting to be part of practices and talking to coaches. And, you know, w without that information, I don't think fantasy football would be as achievable as it is now at all, because we rely on that. Well, I could actually put one on here and think about, you know, about the video game, the Madden video game franchise. Yeah. Uh, when he first, EA Sports, you know, had the Head, 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 I mean, all the time, what we did. 
Yeah, yeah. Even now, um, I I play Madden with the kids, and you know they know what Cover Two is because of Madden. It's not because they're on a field. They, you know, um, they they know what a, a RPO is and, and the benefits of it. So when they're watching a game, they're like, oh yeah, look. And so um, that's all because of Madden. Like, it, and it, it is like a, a it's like football college. You just go there, you, you learn from the beginning up, and, and you can get it as advanced as you really want to get. It's, it's a pretty amazing franchise with the detail that they put into it. So much so where even NFL players are, like, their pride is their Madden number. You know, like, that, that's, that's impactful right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm one of them. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Uh, another thing was the, the yellow first down marker. See, this blew my mind. That was <laughs> his idea. The story I read was that uh, he was showing some people, TV guys, that he was not, you know, he used to draw on the screen a lot. Yeah, yeah. He was drawing the screen and he just kind of drew the first down marker and then he was like, hey, we should just have the first down marker on the screen. And they were like, no, <laughs> way too distracting. People will hate it. Yeah. <laughs> when I hear somebody's first time going to a game, because I know for me it's a couple of times, yeah. that was like, I was like, what? there's no yellow marker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, 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 well, having that yellow marker, too, as a visual stimulant, knowing where that first down is, changes how you're watching. Like, you have a player, if he's struggling for an extra yard, five yards away, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But if he's, like, lunging for where you see that yellow line, that you're like, you're like all into it and um it's it's one of those things where i just can't imagine it it hasn't always been there because you know since i've been watching football when i was a kid like there might have been some time where it wasn't but like for me that's just always been part of watching the game is that that yellow line get it get there that's your goal Fuck yeah. Just, you know, every third word is an S bomb. And then, you know, they were like talking about it, and one of the other guys was like, man, imagine how smart he has to be to his normal, everyday cadence. He just drops F bombs in every sentence. And then to just flip that switch, and when he's on TV, yeah, never had a hiccup. (laughs) Stay in character, man. Yeah. Um, we don't have a lot for injuries this week. We just want to remind everyone, pay attention to the COVID alerts. Um, they're going to go all the way up to basically game day. So make sure you are, one, paying attention, and two, you're ready to pivot. Hopefully you have a pivot. Um, you know, don't be stuck with don't be stuck with an extra defense, an extra kicker, or an extra, you know, third-string guy this week. Because there is no next week. You don't, you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, we're in the thick of it right now with all the COVID. I, I, they did just change the protocol to make it easier for players to get back on the field and less positive tests and everything. But um, it's been it's been really tough the last couple of weeks 
you, you even get kind of a mental fatigue because on Mondays you just start getting these alerts. So and so's in COVID protocol, and it's it's really rough to kind of keep that energy on staying active, especially when there's a chance Sunday comes around and then they're activated, and then you're you know you have all these other people on your on your bench that you could have not had to try to get somebody else that happened to me last week. So just stay incredibly aware of, of what's going on. You can stay active on uh, Twitter, follow Stefania Bell. She, she gives all the information as quick as I've ever seen it. So. Because you, you know, dude, I was like, we can't do this again, not two weeks in a row, man. <laughs> uh. And he picked him up because he had James Robinson, who's now out with a season-ending Achilles. So more science. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just keep stacking that data. So the expert league, I was incredibly stressed out about. I'm going against Blake, who's the defending champion, who I was facing in the championship game of the first year. His team is very good. Um, as luck would have it, we're facing each other in the semifinals, not the finals this year. But I was super locked in. You know, you're watching every tiny thing. So come Christmas Day, there's games on Christmas. And, um, you know, set the mood. I, I do have five kids and a wife, so Christmas is a big day. Like, we get up, we do all the presents, we call everybody in the family, we're doing all this stuff. And we had plenty of time to do that before 1 o'clock when the game started. So I'm just like, I have to be alone. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, you know, Merry Christmas, kids. I'm going to go work on the faucet in the bathroom. So, like, we I had to take apart the whole faucet and cartridges and everything. And that afforded me a couple things. Uh, it was a triple win because I got to replace the faucet in the bathroom and uh, stay busy. So my wife couldn't ask me to do other stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, because she would have done that if I was just sitting on the couch and watching football. Uh, I get to cuss really loudly, and no one bothers me. I could be in the bathroom. Like, Fuck, shit, God 
And they could think it's because something to do with, you know, when, when you're working with tools, that's like, you know, and then they know, oh, I'll leave daddy alone. He's, <laughs> he's cussing at inanimate objects. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, the most important thing is, uh, you know, I got to watch the, the game on my phone uninterrupted. And, um, you know, after Adam scored that first touchdown, it was, it was the Packers and the, <laughs> and the Browns. Um, I decided to chill and, you know, had a couple beers and finished the job. And I was in a really good mood after that. At one point, I ran through the house screaming I was the greatest fantasy football player ever. Uh, my, my wife and daughter looked at each other and rolled their eyes. Like, I thought, I thought they were possessed by the devil. That's how bad the eye roll was. And they're like, he must be playing Blake this week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, that was like one of my... Uh, I don't know, tone setters for the week, just, you know, getting get a safe mindset, getting a safe spot, because if, if uh, you know, if Adams and Jones, who I both had starting in that game, would have fallen apart, I, I wouldn't have been too pleasant to be around, so, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, six six points. <laughs> I mean, I must have checked, okay, all right, so they scored 10 more points, yeah. that's minus three, and then if I get one more, and it was down, there was, you know, still probably five or six minutes left in the game, but I could only get points when the Saints were on offense, yeah. and was on defense, and, you know, then it would switch, and oh gosh, it was just, it was, you know, you and I were talking about it, when you have a player... They can, you know, they can fumble. Yeah. They can fumble, but it's not as, you know, the defense can lose points so fast. I mean, I was even 
But you had Camara. <laughs> yeah. At one point, he had a catch. We played .5 PPR. He had a catch for negative four yards, <laughs> which meant it was plus .1. And I was excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, um, it's it's funny. You actually left here from work, and one of our friends uh, had parked next to you in the parking lot, and he came in, and he's like, "Is Nick okay?" I was like, "Probably not, man. Why? What's up?" He's like, "Dude, I, well, I parked next to him, and like I waved at him, and he just kind of looked at me like he just got back from war. Like his eyes are just hollow." And I was like, "Dude," I explained to him what was going on. He's like, "Man, he looked like..." a family member just died or something. I was like, dude, he's really focused in right now. Just, you know, don't take it personal. Yeah, <laughs> but he was like... Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I was blindly looking out the window as he was like waiting. Yeah. I didn't even, didn't even see the window. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was just like, is Nick okay? I'm like, no, man. No, he's not. Kamara's fucking it up for him yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'll, I'll piggyback off that game, too. Um, so in my in my uh, my money league that I was just talking about, I lost. It it actually um, was a lot closer than it really should have been because of this game. Like I, I got I got out I got outworked. I you know with COVID happening, I just took a look at my bench because I've I've spent all year making sure I had a really deep roster, and I didn't stay active on the waiver wire. So I didn't go pick up Justin Jackson, and the guy I was playing did. Um, yeah, spoiler, he had a great, he's the RB1. He picked up 30 points off of that. So I was down significantly going into this game. I'd already chalked it up as a loss because I would have needed 50 points from the Dolphins' defense and Waddle. And I'm like, that's... Yeah, I remember being, you were Yeah, no, I, 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 was, you know, I was okay with it. And then that first pick six happened. Waddle... Fuck yeah, Waddle. Like, the, I mean, 10, re 10 receptions, 92 yards, a touchdown. And the touchdown was in the first half. So at halftime, I'm down like 18 points. I'm like, what the fuck? This could happen. Like, this could really happen. Like, so I'm reinvested in this game again. And I got within five points, dude. Like, in, in the, last, the last drive, um, there was a, 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 a pass by Book that... Um, so easily could have been a pick six to the house, but it ricocheted off one of the linemen's hands. Like, they were even saying, dude, they're lucky that pass got deflected at the line because that would have been a pick six. And if I would have won and gone to the championship game in, my, in this big money league with defense getting me a pick six after being down 50, I would have been, I would have, I would have started learning how to play guitar tomorrow so I could write folk songs about myself. I would have been getting like tattoos with a score on it. Like it was, it was, it would have been one of the most epic fucking things ever. But I was watching that game so intently for one, because I was look. I know you had the Dolphins defense, so I was rooting for you as well. I don't really care too much about Camara. Um, I like him as a player, so I always want to see him do good. But at the same time, I didn't want them to score points and bring my point total down. So I was like, dude, just you know, catch a bunch of passes for some PPR points and just don't score anything. Um, but it, it, it's weird when you start watching a game, like you were saying, with a defense. Because like every sack, I'm like, fuck yeah! And it's, they're like, oh, are you a Dolphins fan? I'm like, no, nah, fuck the Dolphins, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just, that's a point for me, dude. Like that's a, that's a 10 yard run for a running back. That's what I just got off that sack right there. Um, so that was a, that was a hoot watching that and, um, just missed it, but I feel good about winning third place. So I at least get the money back, but still. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Both. You know, I'm going to talk about. Uh, I had the worst player overlap this week between two leagues that I was going to take. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, it's like I don't have to pay attention to that now. I'll just root for the one I still have a chance in. gets me is like when when you're like like you're saying you have you're playing against and you're starting on a Monday night and you're like well I need them to score 12 points but not 15 okay, points right. <laughs> but for the most part I'm usually I'm okay yeah you know I know I know that as many teams as I have that's gonna happen right but this was so just a punch in the face because you know I, it's not Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, side note, I have him in, in the expert league, so I was, like, super pumped seeing that, and then I was like, fuck. And then just knowing that I let him slide through my fingers on the waiver wire was just the fucking worst, man. Like, I I, I get overlap as well. It, it it absolutely happens, especially, like, when, like us, we, we, put, we put together what we think are very good rosters. And in some leagues, like, other people, they also know players are very good, and, and they're just unobtainable from them. That's why... Um, you know, our, our redraft league where we're playing, you know, the toilet bowl, it's, it's so rough for me because I'm so used to 
riding the wave of ups and downs where you can buy low on players that you still believe in, like uh, Debo, Cooper Cup. Those guys are on most of my teams now. We're in redraft this year. You're not fucking getting them this year. So, um, yeah, my, my redraft teams were, were, uh, were not the best, I think, because I focus so much on dynasty tactics. So I really yeah. got to get better at, at doing both. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I mean, I either like, here's two great starters for one amazing, you know, yeah. trying to do where it's like, I'm going to give you two guys that I shouldn't to try to get this one, and in the long run, I'm not going to do better, you know, or whatever. Or, I just don't know, like, the dice team just, that, like, that's the exact thing, the weight, you try to buy high, or buy low and sell high, and, and go through that. I feel like I do a really good job on that. Plus, when you get it add on, Draft picks. Draft yeah. You always have that extra little bump. Yeah. Okay, you know, this is close. Here, I'll bump it up with a second. I'll bump it up, you know, and, and I can do it. I feel like I do it well. We look back at some of my trades. I don't do it well. <laughs> but I do it often. I trade a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in, in the in the league where we're in the toilet bowl, I had one trade this year. Yeah. And that's like outrageous for me. So Yeah, I actually had one trade this year too and I was super pumped on it. I can't remember it completely, but I got to Toronto Williams. It's just like Yes. Yeah. And he never really took over the job full time. Yeah. Well the one week he did, boy, I'll tell you what. It's that'd be a great dynasty trade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's just a last thing for, for this week, man, like the, just the relief of making two championships and, um, like the, the play, like I'm playing Trevor, um, who potentially could have been playing us in three different championship games. Um, so I, it, he didn't, he's not playing you in, in, in your, in your, uh, Chico dynasty league, but in expert I'm playing him, which is awesome because like, I love Trevor. He's, he's a total dick and I hope I kick the shit out of him, but he's looking back on our dynasty leagues. I think I've traded more with him than anybody else. So, so, so we go back and forth a lot. Um, we both have a similar mindset to how we're approaching trades and how we're approaching our teams. Um, there's an insane amount of crossover with his team in this league and my, and, and then in the other back-to-back, -back, uh, championship league where, um, I'm in the championship game there. Uh, so I hope he has a good game, but I hope I have a better game. And like, just, just a plan on like, having friends uh, who are also nemesis is in your, in your championship game is, is a hoot. Like I plan on having him up and then Blake, the defending champ up for a barbecue. Hopefully you can come up too. Uh, we talked about it. Um, you know, just to have a good time because you, like fantasy football, it's, it's friends that you get to hate one week at a time. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it, it, it is fun to be in leagues with like people you share similar interests with. And, and in this case, like a similar philosophy on how you're approaching fantasy football. Um, so it, I plan on it being a really good time and I plan on being drunk as shit either way. Uh, so it, that's, that's how I want to spend my championship game, you know, with, with, a, with a friend, one of us is going to win. We both get to have a good time. His kid's going to come up and play in the snow with my kids. We're going to make a whole day of it. And uh, I'm just glad I'm playing him in the championship. Yeah, I am. Uh, I mean, his team is going to bring a chance to play. He makes really good trades. And he's uh, you know, besides targeting all the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think he's in, he's in two championships in leagues we're in. Yeah. 
and yeah, with probably, I don't know, 10 minutes to go or so in the game, he was actually up by a point. But, you know, when you have the defense, like we had talked about, it's such a struggle and ended up, ended up losing by three or four points. But it was a, it was a good matchup. Yeah, that was, that was rough. So my last uh, highlight of the week was when it was official, I'd made it into the championship, and uh, Austin had made it into the championship in the league as well. Um, just immediately got a text message from him that was just telling me how much of an honor it was to even be in a championship game with him. What and, a dick. Yeah, and how, you know, just how that he had... He had no chance to, you know, do anything, but he just wanted to congratulate me. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Not, not today. You know, he's <laughs> the back-to-back champ. I was like, there's no way I can stop your run to the three-peat. You know, just honored to put a roster together to compete. And this has gone on now since Monday night. Um, he even posted in our, our beer group, our Facebook beer group, a picture of him with the trophy and just commenting about how... <laughs> you know how lucky he is to be in the championship and he just you know is already congratulating me so of course I had to you know respond and just tell him he was a gentleman and a scholar and I appreciate the kind words but you know when it's all said and done he will be victorious and yeah I called him out for it yeah like, dude I know what the fuck you're up to knock that shit off dude you all trying to get that positive juju you know <laughs> I even at one point in, during one of our things told him something about like Something about I want to I want to hold the trophy and I want to Michael Jordan ugly cry <laughs> while I lean my forehead against it and you know I mean we just we just really went back and forth one trying to get good juju and two trying to jinx that there's you know a hundred percent there's no chance I even have a chance of winning I even I even told him uh, sent him a screenshot that I've already bought the new nameplate for the trophy. <laughs> And uh, already have his his name on it, and I screenshotted uh, an email. <laughs> and, and it was actually from last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones, but <laughs> but great, I sent it to him. I was like, "No, nah, man, I, I've already ordered the nameplate. It's already on its way. Congratulations!" You know. I just love how fantasy football can have us grown ass adults acting. <laughs> you know, like, oh, for sure. I told a buddy, it. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him congratulatory pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have pizza delivered so he can have a pizza party with his kids. Oh, yeah. Don't think I'm inviting Trevor up just to have a good time. Like, I'm, like, spoiling <laughs> him and his kids with some good food and beer just to, like, it's a sneak attack. He doesn't even know, like, oh, that's definitely. what I'm planning. <laughs> it's just great. We, you know, we, we all believe in jinxes and voodoo and you know, <laughs> all sorts of superstitions around fantasy football. And we're, we're pretty grounded down-to-earth guys other than fantasy football. But, like, yeah, there's nothing I won't stoop to for the, this championship. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we've proven through science that there are fantasy gods this year. Yeah, this, so is, this is our this fantasy is, world. Yeah, yeah this, this is not the yeah. time to F with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's a, it's a fact, proven fact. Um, let's get into some start and sits, but they're going to be start and sits specifically for our own championship games. Uh, who do you who are you questioning? What do you got going on? Uh, so I I've got I got hit pretty pretty hard with the injury bug. 
um, for for championship week on in my expert league. So I have Fournette out, DeAndre Hopkins out, Mike Evans out. They're all out for the championship week. So I do have a couple other decent um, starters that I can put in. And so I need to bench one of these guys. Do I, do I start James Conner? And it'd be funny because I kind of sniped Connor in a trade that Trevor was trying to get him earlier this year. Nice. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cordell Patterson, who, like, uh, what's happened with him, man? Like, he's not getting used the way he was. He's been getting a touchdown every week, but, like, besides the touchdown, he's getting under five points a game. He is 40. He's 45 as of right now. Or do I roll with uh, Justin Jackson again? Because... You know, with Eckler coming back from COVID, and he is a smaller back, the plan was always to have him combined with another running back. Right. And Justin Jackson is definitely proven that he uh, can can carry some of that weight. You know what I mean? So do I start him? Do I start James Conner? Or do I start Cordell Patterson? Or do I sit one of them, actually? Man, yeah, that is tough because... Connor, is he even back at practice yet? That's the thing. He didn't practice yesterday. Yeah, that, so. I mean, normally normally I would be like, he's the guy. But with Edmonds coming back, Edmonds had a pretty good game with Connor not playing. Yeah, he had a really good game. But Connor is definitely the, the goal line back. Yeah, like looking back earlier on in the season, um, when they were both healthy, they were both splitting carries. Um, he was still a top 10 running back just based off his right. touchdowns. I mean, he was he was averaging a little over 12 points a game. And then when Edmonds got hurt, that's when he just went full bonkers and was getting like 20 points a game for a couple days or for a couple weeks. Um, he He's still listed as questionable, but like with him being an hour before game time last week as a game time decision, like I, I was talking to you last week about should I start him. And right, I saw multiple... In multiple leagues, I saw multiple teams that still had him started because it was such a close. It was right before game time. Such a time, close yeah. game time decision. Yeah, and then the thing about Cordell Patterson is, though, yeah, where has he gone? And they're playing the Bills. Who the yeah. Bills have a good defense, but I just learned this week apparently they give a lot of points up to running backs. That sounds. Accurate. I didn't know that. Um, I don't. I just have thought of them as being a good defense because their team does well. But well, the first half of the year, they were number one in run defense, pass defense. They were killing it. But then, you know, when Traverius White kind of went out, they started loosening up because they couldn't stack the box. So right. Much. Right. So now there's a little bit of opening for the run game, and then also when you throw on top of that that Patriots game where they just did nothing but run the ball, I think that kind of skews some of those stats as well. That's true too. But, yeah, I, I don't know. And then there has been the argument about guys coming off COVID list and not doing well. But every time that's happened, it's been where the guy has come off the COVID list on, like, the Saturday for the Sunday game or the, you know, the late Saturday for the Monday game. I think with Eckler, it, he's, he's already off, off already. Yeah. And they, so he has time. You're right that I think Jackson will get some more work, but I do see Eckler taking that back over. I think unless they came out and said 100% that Connor was healthy, I think I'd go Patterson. You'd sit Patterson? No, I'd, I'd roll start, with you'd Patterson. You'd start Patterson? Yeah. It, I think I'd sit Connor okay. unless they said he was – if they came out and said he was good to go 100% and he's going to be the guy. But, yeah, man, that is – 
I mean, that's tough because they're all such good options. <laughs> I, know, I know. And yet they all kind of have, you know, they're a all little bit of issues. Yeah, I, it, it was, life was a lot easier when I could just start Fournette and not, not think about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, my first start sit is, uh, man, Patty Mayonnaise. Do I go Patrick <laughs> Mahomes versus the Bengals? Or I made a big trade right before the playoffs started. Do I start... Matt Stafford versus the Ravens. So this is a multi-layered question. I, yeah, I will say I do have Cooper Cup, yeah. so I can stack the Stafford Cooper Cup. But I also have Travis Kelsey, so right. I can also stack the Pat Mahomes Travis Kelsey. Right. So um, it's one of those. It, again, we, we've said it a hundred times. How do you feel about having Mahomes on your bench if he blows up? That being said. Uh, you did trade for Stafford specifically for playoff runs and cup. You have you have that stack. And they're going against the Ravens, who, by the way, Been just off. gave up a historically bad game to Joe Burrow. So you got Joe Burrow throwing for 500 yards. You got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins combining for, I think, over 300 yards, yeah, those, over two 300. Receive, those two receivers. So do you want to miss out on that? Because I do believe that Matt Stafford in the McVay offense is more than capable of putting together a game that would match uh, Zach Taylor. But, I mean, we can't say historically 500 passing yards because that literally has only happened a handful of times. But I personally, I know that I am so fucking excited for that lineup because I have the Stafford and Cup stack. So for me personally, I just feel really good about that. But to be fair, I also don't own any shares of Mahomes. So I don't, I can't put myself in that position of benching fucking Patrick Mahomes. I do know that they're going against the Bengals defense that is a little bit better than they're giving credit for. And it is a huge game for both teams. And I mean, I have looked at both sides so many times. And, you know, the one thing is. The Bengals wanted to run the score up on the Ravens. Oh, 100%. Which, did you see that Harbaugh had an issue with it? Yeah. And then yet last year they beat oh, him yeah. like 68 to 10 or yeah, something yeah. in the two yep. games. Like, yeah. that's funny to me. But I don't think the Rams, one, are going to care about running the score up. Um, so if they were to get ahead, you know, like that, they're also like, we need to protect our players. So does do the staffer get pulled? You know, because I mean, in that case, it would still be great because if he gets pulled, it means that, that means he put up a great he's put game. up a great game, <laughs> you know, but or yeah, I, I am such and, I, and that's I wouldn't thing. I wouldn't think of it to the point where Stafford or, or Cooper Cup would get pulled, because like you said, if they get pulled, that means that they've already put together a whole game's worth of play within three quarters. Yeah, but I also struggled this this last week, you know, where, yes, I know I had Dak in, in my redraft league that I was going for the championship, and he had an amazing game. I'm not discounting what he yeah. did at all. But at the same time, if Washington could have put up even two more touchdowns, perhaps I get Dak for the fourth quarter, and perhaps he puts a game up that has... 400 plus yards and an extra touchdown you know 
but instead he got yanked. Same thing, you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't play the full fourth quarter in his game either. So, but you're right, they both were really good games. So I'm not, you know, I'm not angry about it, but I also could have used the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I, so I'm just gonna, cause I have to make a decision here. Um, so I can be on record as saying it one way or another. I'm gonna say, I believe that the Matt Stafford Cooper Cup stack is going to have more total points than the Kelsey Mahomes stack. And and I think that's a good. I think that the stack. Yes, I think that that is you know that is a better stack than the other one. But yeah, I don't know. I've gone back and forth. Right now, Mahomes is in, but last night Stafford was in. <laughs> so uh, and. I mean, it's such a good problem to have. It really is. I mean, how am I, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm just, you know, but it's like, how do you complain to start one of those guys in a championship? Yeah, game? I just changed my mind right here sitting here. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, Stafford struggled in big-time games, you know, historically. Uh, not always with the Rams, but, you know, historically. They, they, well, that's the thing. I don't even know if it's going to be a big-time game. I mean, the Ravens are, they started out hot. But I mean, they, they have are. a winning record still, right? Barely. Okay, so historically. <laughs> and then you have Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs who have, like, been on fire the last, what, eight weeks? One eight in a row. Yeah. Um, Take that, so, Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and then you've got Kelsey coming back. Maybe he's like, I got to chase Mark Andrews. Throw me the ball, brother. No. Like, so, yeah, literally, um, I, I'm still going to stick with Stafford and Cup is who I would start. But, okay. um, yeah, what a problem to have. Yeah. What a problem to have. What do you uh, got? What's your uh, what's your second one? So in my other championship league, uh, I I have it, so it's a tight end premium league, so one and a half points per PPR for tight ends. I have uh, DK who has been on my bench for a while now. Like I'm fucking just done waiting for him to do something. I would like to say that I have been on record on this podcast saying to sell DK high. Well, the thing is months ago. I did to Johnny Summers. <laughs> and that's, that's a good point. <laughs> that's when all the shit fell apart. Um, so do I start him or do I start Noah Fant? And Fant's going to have Drew Locke at quarterback, um, who does tend to look at the tight ends quite a bit. He also looks a little bit more towards Albert O than Noah Fant. Right. Because um, they were college players together. They have a good chemistry. But that Backups. also... <laughs> also, Noah Fant has put together some good games with Drew Locke. I mean, backups is in they on the second team together, so they have a familiarity. Not that, <laughs> not that Albert O is a backup. Um, that's really tough. I have, I've been the biggest DK. I don't even know what you call it, name caller. I don't like the guy. I've been yeah, on you've been out on that. Him. I've been you've out for on sure him been for out a while. Him, yeah, and yet. I keep putting him in for the last two weeks. I have put him in my daily fantasy lineup and I've put him in, uh, you know, I've picked him as the over at 77 yards and I've not done well with it, but I just feel like he's due. Like I hate the guy when it comes to fantasy and yet he's so good. Like, no, he's not. He can be he so can good. He can be so good, yeah. But Same with Russell Wilson, though. Russell Wilson is so good in the NFL, but not 
so good in the fantasy game and we're playing the fantasy game so that is tough well and that's what i'm thinking about right now too is is russell wilson hasn't looked the same since that finger Russell like, Wilson, yeah, not at all. He and, started off hot. He yeah. is gross right now. And even when he started out hot this year, I mean, do you know how many 100-yard games DK Metcalf has this year? No. He's I got one. I traded all my for, DK Metcalf For a talent like that and a body style like that and how fast he is and how much he was targeted, you would think he would have more than one. Now, he does have a couple in the 90s, but, I mean, he's got a lot of How many touchdowns his... does he have on the season? Do you have that in front of you? Or uh, no? He has nine. Wow, that's that's still a good number. It is a good yeah, number. Man. But, I mean, early in the year, he had two, one, one, two. Like, he, oh, he started yeah. out hot. He started yeah. out super hot. And then he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks in a row without a touchdown. None of those over 100 yards. None of those even over 61 a, yards. He has a, a couple of those yard. were without Wilson, but a lot of those are with Wilson, too. Yeah, so, um, I mean, like, I, my, to get on the record for this call, I would rather have DK in and have Fant have a good game than the opposite. I, I don't, I don't know if I would be happy to have Fant in and have DK have a good game and have that. You know, does that make sense? Like, I think, like the, I think I know what you're like saying. Kind of like the ride with your studs, like we're saying. Even though I don't think DK is a stud. So I, the way I think the the way I think of it, and I think you're you're kind of saying also at the same time is, I think if DK blows up, his ceiling is way higher than if Fant has a good game. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, it's a hundred percent. And I think their floors are close. Yeah, yeah. And it, the 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 one and a half point for the PPR really makes a huge difference, because. You know, DK is just not getting targeted, but he can break off a 40-yarder for a touchdown like he did last week, and that can kind of sort of save you. But um, does Fant get the target? I mean, what is Fant catching a game? Four? So, I mean, I, mean, I guess six that's, points in PPR. Yeah, that's six points instead of two points. But, yeah, that's – I don't know. I, I understand, yeah, the, t- the tight end premium does kind of change things. I, I'm not in that – I'm in that league. I'm not in playing anymore. But, uh, you know, I won the championship last year in a tight end premium where I started like three or four tight ends. Like my all my flexes were tight ends because of that exact reason you get the tight end premium. But uh, I won, I think DK's due, but fuck me. I've said that for three or four weeks in a row now. And yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of how I felt about Allen Robinson this year. It's like, yeah, dude, he can't no, not true. do that's good true. for so many games. It's like it's a whole season in now, and he hasn't he hasn't broke out of that yet. And to be to be clear, I like Allen Robinson a lot more, and I like DK Metcalf. Yeah, I traded for Allen Robinson this year. I'm happy for that next year. Good call, good call. Well, right now I have Fant in, and um, I'll let you guys know on the Fantasy on Draft page on Facebook who I decided to put in at the very last minute. Uh, because who knows what can change between now and then? One of these fuckers might get COVID, or their quarterback, or even right, like yeah, a, a member, true. yeah, or a member of the defense they're going against. Um, you know, fans going against the Chargers, they just gave up a huge fucking game to the Texans, but they also didn't have Derwin James. If Derwin James isn't playing, I might keep Fant in. He is a huge difference on that on that defense, even though they will have. Uh, Joey Bosa back, but if Drew Locke is smart and Joey Bosa's fucking running his ass down, he's going to throw those little dump-off passes to either Javante Williams or to Noah Fant, the tight end. That's his safety blanket. That's where he needs to go. Um, whereas, you know, uh, who's, who, who is Metcalf playing this week? They're playing Detroit, so again, another dream matchup. And, and that, you would think that 
yeah, you would think that's a dream matchup. Like, oh, Russell Wilson against Detroit? Let's go. That's what you thought about Kyler Murray and, earlier. <laughs> and Russell's just not been not been pulling it off. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, it's probably going to come down to a fucking coin flip, to tell you the truth, guys. Yeah, yeah, That's that'll happen. Um, here's mine. I can play two of these guys. I need to sit one, okay? Okay. I got uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Nice. Versus Arizona. Mm-hmm. I got Saquon Barkley at Chicago. And then I got Antonio Gibson versus Philadelphia. Man. So this one hurts a lot because for the longest time I've been like, I've, I've been trying to acquire Saquon. I've had him. I've traded him away. I've tried to get him back. Um, I believe he's one of the most physically talented running backs in the NFL. I think he's on a team where literally everybody knows just to stop him. And you can't have it both ways. I can't think he's the most talent, one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. And then, um, you know, I think it's several games in a row now, he's averaged under three and a half yards per carry. He's getting all the work but he's not producing with it right and if you're that good you should still be able to produce with it like you you just need to find a way um antonio gibson i thought was going to be yeah i thought i thought he was going to be out last week because he was hurt and he was like the only good part of that game for the for the washington football team until some junk time mclaurin catches but like antonio gibson looked fine so I'm starting him. I thought he's, he did, too. They looked pretty fast. Yeah, he, he's playing against Philadelphia. I think they're the 13th-ranked defense. That's, that's a matchup I'd, I'd want. And then, honestly, man, I'm going, I'm going to go Zeke. But. Yeah, they keep – I mean, Zeke keeps getting the touchdowns. I mean, they, they passed him a touchdown this week. They've been running with him. I think that's the route that I'm on. It just seems – yeah, I agree with you. Sitting Saquon just seems so tough. It, but you can't, you can't argue with – with what we've seen so far this yeah. year. And, you know, there was a little bit of hope. I thought maybe um, when they got rid of Garrett, he would uh, – some of the play changing would or play calling would change a bit and they'd find some more creative ways to use him than just run him up the gut behind a garbage-ass offensive line. But, no, it's just been the same thing, same thing. And then, you know, every now and then he'll break off a 40-yard run where there's a blown coverage <laughs> and, and there's a hole for him to get through and you can see that he can still do that but I don't know if it's something with he's still being tentative with his knee or his ankle um, because before what he would do is he would run towards the line he would see there's nothing there he'd do a jump cut to the right run to the sideline break off 40 50 yards right, to, right. and people would be like oh my god look at that but he's not doing those jump cuts now he's not changing his direction as, as quickly as he used to you can still see it when he gets past the initial line and he's you know into the into the secondary a bit he'll, he'll still make people miss but my god that it's been it has been tough uh watching Saquon Barkley play the last couple weeks where I think Zeke this last week he had two touchdowns early and I think if if Washington again would have kept that game any sort of close Zeke would have had a huge fucking game. Yeah, yeah, he did. He set out the whole fourth quarter. Yeah, too. I mean, why why would they keep him in there? And why would you know why would you put more wear and tear? They're a playoff team. They need him for the playoffs. Yeah, Whereas, yeah. You know, coming up against Arizona, another playoff team right now. They're still fighting for seeding. 
I do think that they'll keep it close, and, I, and I'm thinking Zeke will probably get plenty of run, and I'm starting Antonio Gibson. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on record here. I'm sitting Saquon. Yeah, that's going on right now. I just, yeah, it's so tough to, to have Saquon on your bench because he is capable of so many big games and just having them blow up. But I think you're right. I mean, I think they've been using Tony Pollard, but not at the expense of Zeke, especially around the goal line. Yeah. It's been more just some relief here and there, especially inside the 20s, but when they get down there. And the fact that he actually caught a touchdown this week is uh, – that's encouraging. Yeah, and, and honestly, even if Saquon does have a vintage Saquon game and blow up on your bench, it's like, uh, again, there's no way you could bet on that after what you've seen this season. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what, what I'm going to do, but ugh, it just tugs at the heartstrings. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> it, ex- again, you're right. Uh, one more start sit uh, from friend of the show, Ron Ward. It actually came in on our Facebook page. He was saying last week he played Philly's defense. It helped him get him into the championship, but he doesn't know what to do this week. He's got Philly's defense uh, against Washington, or he picked up Chicago's defense uh, versus the Giants in Chicago. Uh, So Philly or Chicago? Yeah, that's tough. Um, They both have great matchups. Um, After after what we just saw happen to the Washington defense – I mean, Philly Philly can turn the ball over too. I mean, they can create turnovers, right, is right. what I mean. And their uh, their their pass rush is 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 strong. They they rank up in the top third of uh, of, of pass defense this year. Um, so I do believe that that is a good a good defense to start. But I mean, then again. Chicago, traditionally a good defense, going against the Giants, who are god-awful. I think that the Giants are god-awful. In, uh, you know, the toilet bowl that we are playing, I spent money. I didn't have much, but I put a couple dollars on Chicago's defense, and I'm going to play Chicago's defense. I think the quarterback play that we're going to get from the Giants is awful. So Um, is Daniel Jones still out? Yeah, he's 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 still out. Okay, And they're even talking... I'm blanking. Who's the quarterbacks that are there? Fromm and uh, Glennon. Yeah. They're talking about playing them both. That's like, never a good thing. Right, right. That's, Especially, like, it was a good thing when it was like, hey, Joe Montana's going to get some run, and so is Steve Young. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Glennon yeah. and Fromm. Are not <laughs> Steve Young and Joe Montana? Is that what you're trying to say, dude? Is that what you're trying to say right now? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm strongly on the Chicago side here. Yeah. I So... Part of part of me considering Philadelphia is just in the past. I've like started Philadelphia in a lot of championship games, and for some reason, I just have it in my heart that they've always come through for me in big times. Okay. But okay. that being said, I fucking hate Philadelphia. I was gonna say you're I, clearly I, not a Philly fan. You no, know, no. I, like I, I, I have no reason to root for anything to do with them, um, especially after the season that they've put us through this year. Um, and that being said, too, you know, Chicago's got Nagy. But he's more of the offensive guy. Right, right. Um, but you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead with you here. I I was hesitant a little bit, and I know this sounds so weird to say, but I thought with, you know, if Daniel Jones came back, they'd be a more competent offense. Which is a that's how bad Joe Montana and Steve Young are. I mean, sorry, Glennon and Fromm. <laughs> same thing in my mind. Same thing in my heart. That's how bad they are. Um, but yeah, if if they're if they're running those two. Those two knuckleheads out. I shouldn't call grown men knuckleheads for playing this for a living, but um, yeah, man. I, uh, let's start the, Let's start Chicago. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, that's what that's what I think as well. Um, 
we don't have uh, we've been doing you know our drunken trade and normally we don't have one because everyone's trade deadlines are over but I saw this in uh, a fantasy Facebook page and I just want to throw it out and quickly talk about it to uh, hear your thoughts um, a guy last week in the semifinals he was uh, down 18 points it was Sunday you know, after this, so it was Monday, sorry, Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, he's down 18 points, and he has Gaskins left. That's the only player he has left to play. Yeesh. So they don't have a trade deadline. Dynasty League, Superflex, one-point PPR. So he trades Eckler, Jimmy Garoppolo, and a 22nd third to get Camara. So now he can put Kamara in and try to make up the 18 points and make the ship. Yeah. So I want to know a couple questions. How does it imme- How do you immediately feel about it? Do you hate it or respect the hustle? Oh, I, I for sure respect the hustle, man. Like, Me too. You're going for a championship. Balls to the wall, baby. Like, do what you feel like you got to do. I know for a fact if in our playoffs, if we could still be trading, we, there, I'd, be, I'd be doing similar type of crap, especially if yep. you can trade in the middle of the week. And right. like, yeah, that, that for sure, um, I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, I am the same exact way. I think if you, if you don't have a trade deadline, you're selling out to try to, to, try yeah, to get there's, it. It's all about winning a championship this year. Like, oh. it, it, you want to stack a good team oh, yeah. and, and invest in everything, but your goal, your goal, if you don't know it, is to win a fucking championship. Always. That is your goal. Everything you do, every maneuver you make, even if it's for the future, that means you're trying to win a championship that future year. Like, don't, don't pussyfoot around it. You're here to win. Yeah, always. Uh, all the leagues we're in, our trade deadline, our dynasty leagues, stop week one of the playoffs, and it starts again when we, you know, right as soon as basically as soon as the championship's over and we know who won the league, trade deadline's back on. Can't so wait. we try to do it for the whole year, but we've decided that for us, playoffs, you got to, you know, and we were talking about it right before on air, like, is there a huge difference between making the trade right before week 14 and trying to secure it? Well, yeah, because yeah. at week 14, you still have to get through a couple teams. Yeah. At the last week, I need 18 points, and my best bet is to trade for Kamara. Uh, I'm fucking doing it. Especially if, like, a player like Kamara is obtainable. Right. And Kamara, so far this year, he's got seven different games where he's over 20 points. Like, and he missed four games. Like, right. He's, right. He's, he's very capable of handling that. So I love that gamble. Um, I... I don't know if when I don't know when the timeline of this trade happened, but as soon as all the quarterbacks for the Saints were out, I would have probably got a little bit more hesitant. You can think of it either of as a way of like, oh well, he's going to get all of the all of the work, or you know, like the Dolphins' defense, who we've talked about being a good defense, they're going to lock in on just shutting him down. And after you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, we can see that's what they did, and, and they did it efficiently. Right. I think that I think some people don't realize how good Miami's defense has been the last 10 weeks. Um, You know, I think there's still people out there that think that they're Miami's defense. Um, And then I can see where, who do you think, no matter what the timeline is, who do you think is going to get you 18, Gaskins or Kamara? Exactly. Like, (laughs) but it would be, that's a tough trade for me to give up Eckler Jimmy Garoppolo in a super flex and the third, whatever third doesn't matter, but that's, that's quite a bit, but I, I, yeah, respect the hustle for sure. Would be so angry if I was on the other side, if all of a sudden 
you know, the guy I'm playing in my dynasty this week, he has some, some trade bait that would be great, you know. He has Derrick Henry on his IR right now. If, yeah. if today he could make a trade and upgrade his team, I, you know, I'd be devastated. So I'm glad we don't have or that we do have a trade deadline, but I, I respect the hustle for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would like I would have I would have hated it if, if it were the the shoe were on the other foot there. But um, you know, at the same time, the same rules apply to you. Like you could Yep, yep, so, could have done it too. Yeah. Uh, guys, no Thursday games this week. No um, so you're just playing Sunday and Monday. Um, we didn't have any five star reviews, but we definitely had some five star ratings, so we appreciate that. Thank you everyone that has gone online and rated us. Uh, we appreciate it even more than we can express. It definitely helps people find our show. Um, thanks for listening. We're happy to have you. You know, it's it's championship week, man. Yeah, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. We are excited. Uh, we're excited to, you know, get our games going. Uh, we're excited to see how it turns out. Um, we're honestly excited about our toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we want to we wanna get that. So hopefully you're in a championship game, and good luck to you if you are. Um, except Austin, he doesn't need any luck. His team is so good. I have zero <laughs> chance of even competing. I expect to be blown out early, early Sunday morning and just, you know, wallow in pity for the rest of the day. Fuck you, Trevor. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Tip your bartender. Let's do it. Peace.